Welcome back, friends, to another episode of the A Radical Relationship Podcast. It's so good to be with y'all this week. So now that we've talked about collecting the dots in chapter five, let's talk about what do we do with the dots that we've collected? It's not enough, right, to just reflect and do the introspection, but then we have to figure out Okay, what does all of this even mean? So that is what we are going to be chatting through in today's episode. You are absolutely in for a treat as we approach the halfway point of this book. I hope you all enjoy. I know that you will. Are you feeling like it's finally time to break free from trauma and the drama of a past relationship? Do you find yourself searching for scriptures and sermons for ways to heal from past pain and forgive those who gave it? Are you hoping that someday you'll finally have the clarity you need to move on with your life? Well, you have found the right place. In this podcast, you're going to find clarity, sis. You're going to gain confidence. You're going to find new strength. And that's all going to be done through scripture tips, resources, and coaching so that you can start to live a more fulfilling life. Grab your journal, sis. Let's get to work. All right. So as we continue to talk about introspection and awareness and all the things I just want to remind you that my emotional awareness workshop is available and it's here to assist you in collecting the dots of your past. As we talked about in last week's episode, in last week's episode is also here to assist you in connecting those dots, which we're going to be talking about this week, which means drawing the appropriate conclusions with the information And then it's also going to assist you in figuring out how these things are currently impacting you and what to do about it and just walk you through that process to be well informed about the role of your emotions. So if that's something that you can use, you can click the link in the description of this episode to purchase that workshop for only $10 or you can shoot me an email with the subject line emotional awareness to contact at eradicalrelationship.com and I will have that invoice emailed over to you. You don't know what you don't know. Okay? And I say, ooh, rude these notifications on my computer. I say that all the time in my work with women because often it takes an initial trigger for you to recognize that something is off. Now with that in mind I highly 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 encourage the proactive work because one of the things that I realized in retrospect while going through my divorce was that I had never been in counseling before. 
I'd never really had to talk through how I grew up, what was unhealthy or healthy growing up, how certain things shaped me or impacted me. Like those are not conversations that I'd ever had. So there was um, a level of self-awareness that I was missing because I just never really had to chat through those things, to talk through those things so that I could become aware, right? So sure, because I was a talker, I would share my life with people, but I never really had to do any deep work, even with a professional, like a life coach, like a counselor of specifically collecting and connecting the dots. I never had to do that work until I was forced to, right? Which ended up being a very crucial point in my life. But what if we stopped waiting for things to tell us something is off and we became proactive in tracing our steps just so we can be informed and know ourselves better? Now, I know and understand that some work can only be done under certain circumstances, right? Like some things are just going to bring out something different in you. And as I told a friend recently, you can practice as much as you like, right, to prepare. But once you're in the game, you got to make game time decisions. And practice experience and game experience, that's going to be different. Like I can talk from a different level of experience having gone through a divorce, having been married before, having been married. Now, you can make 10 free throws back to back and practice, right? But if you miss them during the game when it really matters, then you don't get as much credit. But practicing more is going to increase your chances of making those shots in the game because you're honing in on that skill set. And that's similar to the work of getting proactive when it comes to your relationships. So if you're listening to this, listening to this, you may not be someone that feels like you have that trigger in your life right now that's making you go, ooh, maybe I need to get a life coach. Maybe I need to get a counselor. Maybe I need to have this conversation. You may just be someone who has never done it. And that is enough of a reason as well to go ahead and dive in and do some of that proactive work. So let's talk about chapter six of Lisa's book. Lisa named this chapter Connecting the Dots. If I had to put that another way, I would say that means drawing conclusions with the dots or information that you've collected about your past. One of the things I was reminded of when I first started reading the chapter was how in any relationship, Two people are coming together with their acquired dots. Whether they're self-aware of them or not, you're bringing stuff to the table and you're contributing to the relationship based on those dots. That can make romantic relationships and happy early Valentine's Day to you all, by the way. That can make romantic relationships especially challenging, but it's also true for just relationships in general that in any dynamic, Two people are bringing their separate sets of experiences and dots into it and figuring out how to navigate within their relationship based on these things. I also liked how she described the differences in she and Art's personality styles on page 76 and how someone being the more quiet one or the more timid one doesn't necessarily mean that they don't have or deal with issues of their own. In fact, that could actually be how their issues are showing up 
especially if they don't address conflict head on. That hit home for me because I've been in situations where because I was the more confrontational and direct and maybe loud, okay, not going to deny it, that I felt like I was perceived to be more of the issue, which honestly just made me even more angry and upset and loud and confrontational because I'm like, y'all got to be blind as bats if you don't see what's truly going on here. But you know what? I'm a digress, all right? I'm not going to get on my soapbox about that. Point made, point taken, Lisa. It was a very good one, okay? Lisa also talks about how uh, she mentions betraying herself before Art ever betrayed her because she discounted the things she saw as her having the problem and ignored them when really out of love for herself. She should have been calling those things out, right? And standing up for herself by saying, hey, something is not right here. And I don't think that we see confronting things in relationships as self-love but it is because you care too much even about yourself to allow yourself to be in a situation that is toxic that is harmful in a relationship with someone that is not treating you like you deserve that's self-love to stand up that's not just being confrontational in a negative way like being confrontational can be good it means that hey I'm willing to confront this head on it doesn't mean that I have to be doing it out of anger it can be righteous indignation right nevertheless I'm saying what needs to be said and I felt her on that too because there there have definitely been times when I've had to forgive myself because I was like why didn't I demand more for me right and then I also loved when she went into this this discussion about how the most painful things can be the most life-giving. And as I even think about uh, our bonus episode last week with Daisha and her talking about suffering being the way of Christ, which that in and of itself is next level, right? There is something so beautiful that can be birthed out of our most painful experiences. And if you're a mom, I'm sure you can attest to that even more as you reflect on your childbearing experience that, wow, that labor could have been intense and very painful, but the joy that you feel, the emotions that you have when you get to behold your child, when they place that child on your chest and you get to interact with them in a way that you haven't before. And it takes the relationship to a different level from them being something that's growing in you to a living being outside of the womb, right? That's different. So if there's something I truly wish more women understood, it was this, we can spend so much time avoiding the pain, not realizing that by choosing to, by not choosing to confront the pain, address it and embrace it, you're forfeiting something beautiful that can be birthed through that. You're making a trade-off whether you know it or not. I tell people that going through my divorce was the worst of times and it was the best of times. And people would get so confused. Like, baby, how are you smiling? They would, they would even go to ask, like, did y'all get back together, baby? No, we did not. Emotionally, I was tore up. But spiritually, I was being filled up in ways that didn't even make sense. It didn't even make sense to me. I'm like, I don't even know <laughs> this joy that I have, right? I 
don't even know. But the Lord, I was being filled up so much so that I came to really, truly love and appreciate that valley experience because the intimacy with God in that season just hit so different. And it was deeper than anything I'd ever experienced before. And I just knew that this is not something that you can get on the mountaintop. This is not something that you can get when things are going well. Praise the Lord for the ways that we experience him in those seasons as well. But this right here, (laughs) in my Cat Williams voice, this is something that only comes through the valley. And I, I appreciated it so much that when my season started to change, I was sad because I was like me and the Lord been in the thick of it. We've been going through it. He's been meeting me in this valley season and I cherished it, y'all. I cherished that time together because I knew mountaintops don't bring this. Mountaintops serve their purpose, but they don't bring this. This type of intimacy is only born through heartache. This type of intimacy, you got to pay a price for. You have to pay a price for it. Christ had to pay a price for us, right? Christ had to pay the price for us to be able to be in this level of relationship with him. It comes at a cost, y'all. And so as we got farther into the chapter, uh, Lisa talked about redefining vulnerability. And I really love this. She talked about redefining it as opening yourself up to know and love other people while also allowing them to know and love you. As opposed to defining it as just exposing yourself to harm. And then she says, What if I could do this without fearing rejection because I'm already utterly convinced that I'm acceptable and I'm accepted? Whoo, that is a game changer. If I can approach vulnerability without the fear of rejection or you hurt me because I'm so solid in knowing that I'm already accepted and you can't change that, that I'm acceptable and you can't change that. I've done enough work to know, hey, you, you don't, you don't dictate my value, right? Now there are some times that, okay, we need to do the work first because being in relationship with you is not great. And that's okay too. We have to make changes, but doing that self work to know, Hey, how you choose to respond to this is not an indication of my value. It's a game changer when we stop viewing rejection as a firm statement about who we are or as if it says something about us as opposed to what it's saying about the other person and the lenses that they're looking through, which we can't control, okay? So if you go out for a job, right, and you don't get the job that you've been interviewing for, does that mean that you're a terrible worker? Does that automatically mean that you're completely unqualified? No, It means that the decision makers in that situation didn't see you as the right fit for that thing. And that's okay. If someone doesn't see your worth, that does not make you less worthy. In that situation, it means, hey, this didn't work out. (laughs) We We don't see the same that would result in me being in this position. It could just mean they don't see what you see. 
perhaps in the same way that we might draw conclusions about people that are inconsistent in how they see themselves. That freedom to decide and conclude is just part of our free will as humans is also part of what makes us so fickle, right? Because we can all decide something based on the information that we take in. We can all come to our own conclusions. We all have our different emotions. We are not reliable, (laughs) okay, from that aspect. So I'll leave you with this question. What has the potential to be birthed from your pain? Man, what could be birthed? What could be waiting on the other side, sis? That could be a whole ministry. That could be a whole business. Who could your testimony be impacting? How could you help other women? What might God produce in you? What's the fruit, the lasting fruit that the Lord may produce in you from this that nobody can ever take away from you? Because when I tell you I walked away from that season different And I didn't need anybody to validate that because I knew that I put in the work and the Lord had produced something in me, baby. I was fortified. I was solid. And that's not to brag. That's the Lord did this in me. The Lord held my hand and I continued to hold on to his hand. I made the decision to do the work and I came out built different. Okay. So I'll leave you with a quote from Lisa on page 84. She says, if we become more self-aware of how we are processing our thoughts and perceptions and we redirect those in more life-giving ways, then inside every loss, a more wise, empathetic, understanding, discerning, compassionate person of strength and humility has the potential to arise within us. And God, we thank you for that. I hope to see you all over in the Facebook group so we can process this a little bit more. If you're not already inside the group, you can join by searching uh, by going to facebook.com backslash groups backslash a radical community. Until next time, loves, I'm out. Hey, girl, hey. If you enjoyed today's episode, sis, chances are there are other women just like you who would enjoy it too, but they won't know about it unless we actually tell them, okay? So if you don't mind helping me spread the word, will you take 30 seconds to leave a review of the show and then screenshot this episode and share it with your friends wherever you like to hang out? It really would mean so much to me. All right, go and review those journal notes. I'll meet you back here next week for another session.